Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in to Church Boy Confessions podcast on this beautiful Monday morning. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke. And like I said, I want to thank you so much for tuning in with us. I hope you guys had a wonderful past week and that this week is already off to a great start. Um, right now, I'm in New York, actually, on this like conference uh, that we do every year. I'm a Jackie Robinson Foundation scholar. Um, so they take us to New York every week. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you wish. It's a, they take us to New York once a year for this mentor and leadership conference. Um, so it's actually really cool out here. I get to be with a lot of my friends I haven't seen in over a year Um, because we only meet up once a year and um, I'm feeling good I hope you're feeling very thankful you know you're still here you still have purpose you still have worth you still have your identity Um, and though everything else in your life can be very stressful it can be really annoying you are still here and you're still everything that God has created you to be Um, so let's realize that let's acknowledge that and let's feel like that let's feel like that um, you know, I mean, you can tell by the way I stretched out the feel part that maybe has something to do with what I'm going to talk about today. And it does. Um, today, I'm going to talk about feelings. We talked about this a little bit in the past uh, the last week's um, episode, but I really wanted to hone in on the difference between feelings and exactly who we are, our identity and how those play on each other, how those impact each other, how those don't need to be impacting each other. Um, ultimately this is coming from a place where right now, currently, um, I'm going through a phase in life where a lot of the things that I'm supposed to be having faith for, I see no results. Um, there's a lot of things that, you know, God has told me is going to happen this year, but right now I don't see that those things are going to be happening because from what I see, it makes me think certain things and those things that I think makes me feel certain ways. Um, and then because I feel those certain ways, they ultimately dictate my actions. But of course, we're going to break all that down. Um, for me, like I've said it time and time again, like there's moments where everything could be popping in my life. You know, um, my social life can be popping. Business can be popping where unassociated has the attention of every single human being and like everything's just amazing. And then there's other phases where it's not as popping. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, these fluctuations, these phases, you know what I'm saying? These seasons really um, dictate. I've allowed it a lot of times to dictate how I think, therefore dictating how I feel. Um, and ultimately, we don't really add the connection between what we see and hear and, and, and feel um, to how we act. And the reason why it's so important to control your feelings, to be very attentive of the way you you feel and why you feel those way and police your thoughts is because ultimately the reason why is because it ultimately has an impact on what you do. Now, I'll be honest with you. Um, I do not have my notes on my laptop today. I have my notes on my journal. Now, why do you think I said that? Why is that significant? Um, because this journal is my personal journal. This is why I write down all of my scripture, everything that God has told me, um, all of God's scripture, everything God has told me, everything that I'm feeling at the moment. Um, and I write a lot and writing helps me so much when it comes to conceptualizing my thoughts, recognizing the plots of Satan. Um, yes, the plots of Satan. Um, and coming up with a proper response to those things. Um, and the reason why, you know, I I literally wrote all this, like, I'm sorry, I literally wrote all this this morning. Um, and I didn't even feel like transferring it into like the computer. Like 
for what? You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want to paraphrase anything. I want to just go down and talk about the things that I wrote down because I feel like this was God speaking to me, like, directly. Um, and I just feel really convicted to just not even, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to just be really raw in this episode and just, like, say everything that I need to say. It, hopefully, it doesn't come out in gibberish. Hopefully, you can connect the dots. But it's, like, um, I pray that everything that I say really is able to bless you, the listener, you, the watcher. So, um, I've come to the realization that in my life, many of the things I've done, majority of the things that I've done, yeah, the actions, um, is because of a feeling, right? I've done things in order to feel a certain way, yeah? And I think that we don't realize how toxic that is. I mean, it doesn't sound like anything's wrong with that. I mean, you do certain things to feel happy. You do certain things to not feel sad. But let me put a little twist on that, right? I would chase after things that would make me feel significant. And I would refrain from trying things because I'd be scared to fail. And when I fail, it would make me feel insignificant, but I was always chasing after a feeling. The goal was to feel like I was something, to feel like I was significant. Whether it was to chase an award, to chase the praise, to chase the accolades, to chase the standards, the worldly standards, the measurements that society puts on us, it was to feel like I was significant. Because ultimately, remember, I believe that God created me the way he created me, he has ordained me, has sanctified me before I was born. So I believe that my identity is this, this fixed thing right here, right? A great, beautiful, fixed thing. But that doesn't mean that you feel like that all the time, right? So although I can be, man, that doesn't mean I'm always feeling Emmanuel. So I always chased after things to make me feel like I was Emmanuel. Chase and get away from things that would possibly jeopardize this feeling and make me feel like I'm not Emmanuel, to feel like I'm not significant. Feelings can be dangerous. Chasing after them, and as innocent as it may be, it can be very dangerous because a lot of times we chase after feelings only to reaffirm who we are, but why do you need your feelings to affirm you? Because ultimately your feelings are just everywhere. <laughs> For the people who are um, listening, I'm literally pointing everywhere, like right now, and I'm going crazy. Like they're everywhere. They can be everywhere. I mean, it's sometimes, it's some things that you can control about your feelings, some things that you can't control about your feelings. Why should we allow something that's so wayward And honestly, things that are temporary, because feelings are temporary. They change all the time. Why are we allowing these things to dictate who we are? Feel how you want to feel, but don't ever relate it to your significance. But of course, let's break this stuff down. Um, Feelings, I think, are a result of the way that we think. And I believe that your thought process determines how real your feelings become, how much of an impact, how much of an influence they actually have on your actions and your day-to-day life. Um, so we're going to read from Mark chapter 4. I have really one verse that I really want to hone in on. Um, it's a verse that I've been talking about, like that I've been studying for a couple of weeks now personally. Um, and this is Mark chapter 4. 
Uh, we're going to Mark chapter 4. Um, and I guess I'll explain what's going on here and then just read that verse. Um, and yeah, so basically this is Jesus explains to his disciples a parable that he just gave to other people. Um, and he's talking about different soils um, and how there's a scenario, a parable where a sower is sowing a seed into all these different soils. And depending on how that seed, I mean, that soil received the seed indicated how fruitful that seed would be, how fruitful that soil would be. So he's explaining that there's a certain soil that the sower sowed the seed into the soil, right? Um, and then the thorns came up and choked out the seed. So then the seed couldn't actually bear any fruit, right? Um, and he says that that in and of itself is analogous, is a parable for the people who receive the word of God, receive the promise of God. That word from God can be that thing that's telling you you're amazing, the thing that's telling you that your identity is secure, the thing that's telling you all this good stuff, the truthful stuff, that seed, that's the seed that God sows into your hearts, into your minds. The soil is your heart into your minds, is into your spirit. But there are certain things that come along in life that want to choke that seed out, choke that word of God out, choke that truth out. And when we have that truth choked out of us, choked out of our mindsets, choked out of our belief system. That is when things can fall apart. And that's when we can be, that's when we can lose our purpose and just not be fruitful. Honestly, I think I need to start at verse, uh, verse 14, just so like I could, it could all make sense and just be very clear. Um, verse 14, it says, the sower soweth the word. This is Jesus speaking. The sower soweth the word. And these are they by the by the wayside, because he's talking about the different types of soil, where the word is sown. But when they have heard the word, Satan cometh immediately and taketh it away, um, taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they, this is the second type of soil. These are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness um, and have no root in themselves. And so in and so endure, but for a time afterwards, when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. But this is where I want to talk about. The other stuff is kind of not what I want to talk about today. This type of soil, this specific type of soil. When I say the soil, I'm talking about your heart, your, your mindset, your soul. The type of soil that doesn't bear fruit. And I'll tell you why. It says, and these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. And the cares of this world... And the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. That's where I want to talk about. Verse 18 and 19. The type of soil where the seed is sown, the type of mindset where God's word enters, right? But because of the cares of the world, all the worries, all the stuff that you have on your plate, and all the deceitfulness of riches, you're chasing after riches and all that different stuff and all of... All of uh, the lusts of other things come in and they choke out. They choke out the word. And what does it do? Ultimately, it leaves it unfruitful. It leaves you unfruitful. What does unfruitful mean? It means that you are not producing anything. You're not walking in your purpose. You're not leaving impact. You're not leaving legacy. You're not impacting anybody's life. Not even your own. Being unfruitful, being stagnant. This is where God, this is where Satan wants to keep us stagnant and unfruitful. But I wanted to hone in where it says entering in in verse 19. 
It says, the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and lust of other things entering in. When they enter into the soil, that is when it can choke the things, choke the seed out and make the soil unfruitful, make everything unfruitful. Entering in. It just makes me think, what are we letting in to our minds and our hearts? What are your thoughts? What is your mindset? What what do we have in place to police the things that are entering in our soil? There needs to be something. And I'm going to set it up like this. My pastor set it up like this, and I talked about it already. Um, it starts off our our actions they they don't just we don't just act blindly no it's everything starts off with an input the things that we allow to influence us maybe it's what we hear what is what we see maybe it's our own faith right and that then dictates how we think right um and then that then dictates how we feel and then that dictates how we act or rather than say that input our you know our influences dictate how we think, they have an influence on how we think. Um, and I will say in this list, it goes from input to think to feel to act. Right in this list, the only thing that we really have control of, because we don't always have control of the things we, that we hear, we don't always have control of the things that we feel, we don't always have control of the things that are set up that speak to us and want to like try and you know influence us but we do have control in what we allow in our head what we allow ourselves to relish on what we allow ourselves to think on we do have control in that realm and because we have control there maybe we can have control of what comes after that which is how we feel and then maybe we can have control of what comes after that which is our actions so it looks like the battleground is in the mind. Looks like the battleground is in how we think. If we can control the way we think, then possibly we can control the way we feel. The mission of all of the things that happen to us in life, all of the bad things that happen to us in life, is not just to make us feel sad, but it is to make you unfruitful. Think about everything that Satan is bothering you with right now. It's not just for you to feel like, oh, this is hard. No. It's deeper than that. Satan doesn't care about your money. Satan doesn't care about your relationships. Satan wants to make you unfruitful. He somehow wants to cause that and make that relate to you now not walking in your purpose. Figure out how that links together. Personally, for you, figure that out. We need to learn how to not let a feeling or the fear of express of experiencing a certain feeling dictate our lives and i'll explain that um like i said i would i would try and chase after things in order to feel like i was significant or i would not try things so i wouldn't fail and feel like i was insignificant so everything that i'm doing is to either feel something or not experience the feeling of something that is not how we ought to live our lives because let's let's say let's talk about what's wrong with chasing after those feelings in order to affirm ourselves. Okay, you chase after those feelings in order to affirm yourself, and you feel great, you feel happy, right? But every feeling is temporary, and you know that because you've lived life, and you realize that there are those times where everything's great, where you feel great, and those times where you feel bad. 
So why chase after these feelings of affirmation when they do not last? How about you know exactly who you are and you don't have to chase after a feeling to affirm you? Um, you got to separate who you are from, from the things that you experience. Feelings change every day. Um, but your identity does not. That's what I have written here. So it seems as though we have to find a way in order to get our feelings to conform to our identity rather than have our identity conform to our feelings. We are eternal. Our identities are eternal. You do not get your identity to conform to something that is temporary. Don't do that. Because then you're going to follow every feeling that you have. And at the end of the day, man, that's a very, that's a slippery slope. That's why you have people on the top that you may think should be feeling so great all the time. But it takes one little thing for them to not feel like that no more. And then because their identity follows their feelings, it's going to follow those low moments too. How do we get our feelings to conform to our identity as many times as possible in a day? Um, I think that what it starts with, because remember we talked about, you know, it starts with the influences that we see that we see or hear um, that we allow to um, inside of our head. Right. It start and then it goes to our thought process and then it goes to how we feel. Then it goes to how we act. But what if we didn't walk by sight? What if we didn't walk by um, determine our thought process based on the things that we see, taste, and feel, and all that different stuff? And, you know, the Bible talks about we walk by faith and not by sight. What if we only walked by faith and not by sight? So the way our mind worked was only by operating by faith. And I'll be honest with you, maybe I should back it up a little bit. Why is it so important for us to walk by faith and not by sight? What is that even supposed to mean? Um... I think that the problem is that we don't want to walk by faith. We'd rather walk by sight. I want to see the results. I want to see everything in my favor. Because it's easy to walk by sight. It's hard to walk by faith. But why? Well, let's think about it. Faith is hard to walk by because faith is what we need. Um, Satan would rather us walk by sight because he has influence in the physical realm. Um, it's, easy, it's easy to believe what you see. Um, it's easy to believe what you feel because Satan isn't fighting you there. Satan wants you to follow the things that you see, the things that you feel, because he has influence in that realm. So if he could influence those things, then he could potentially influence you if you're following those things. But the thing about faith is that it ignores Satan. And he doesn't like that. I'm reading this. Um, Faith goes over his head because it takes him out of the equation. Because you don't have to see anything that he could potentially influence in order for you to believe, in order for you to think a certain way. And because of that, then you don't have to... uh, worry about him to feel a certain way than to act a certain way. Now you have autonomy over your actions. 
So best believe that if you're ignoring Satan when you have faith, that's where he's going to fight you. Whoa, you're ignoring me? No, he's going to fight you there. Um, The other question, I, the last question I had was, you know, in order for us to understand, you know, the difference between our identity and our feelings, then we have to answer this question. Who are you when you don't feel like you? You need to figure out how to answer that question. And I'll leave you with this. I, I, I don't mean to throw everything in your ring and it's your responsibility. No, this is for you to go and talk to God and take maybe the next week, maybe the next two weeks, maybe the next month, maybe the next six months, maybe the next year to come up with the answer to that question. Who are you when you don't feel like you? Because I, I'm figuring it out for myself. We've all been given different purposes and different blessings and gifts. And we've all been set apart from the different. I mean, I'm ordained and I'm talking like. I can give you blanket answers, but it's some things that you need to figure out with God. Who are you when you don't feel like you? And I'll leave you with this little. Word like thing that I came up with. <laughs> no matter how many clouds are in the sky that day. We all know that the sky is still blue. Ladies and gentlemen, feelings. Stop letting the fear of them or you chasing after them, wanting to feel some of them dictate who you are. Don't let it make you feel significant neither do it neither should it make you feel insignificant you should know exactly who you are before you feel anything be sure in that be sure in that let your certainty rest on the word of god because everything else that you could potentially try and build your foundation of certainty on is a slippery slope don't build your certainty on the foundation of the influence of Satan. Build it on the truth of the word of God. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's go on to confessions. Father, right now, Lord, I confess over the life of the listener and myself that we do not allow our feelings to dictate our identity, O oh God. Lord Jesus, that we use our thoughts, we, we, we use faith to control our thoughts. And we use our thoughts to control our feelings and we use our feelings to control our actions, oh God. Really, we could probably just take that whole feeling part out and just say use our thoughts and our faith in you to control our actions altogether. God, help us, Lord Jesus, understand that those, there's going to be days that we don't feel like us, but we can know that we are us, Lord Jesus, and the feelings don't even matter. God, help us, Lord Jesus, to walk in sureness and in confidence, Lord Jesus, because we know you. Help us, Lord Jesus, to recognize when we are allowing ourselves to be influenced by Satan, Lord Jesus, by the enemy, Lord Jesus. And to be able, Father God, to pivot and be influenced by you and you alone in your, and the truth, God. We are more than conquerors, oh God. We, we have been ordained. We have been sanctified. Before we were born, Lord Jesus, and that's not going to change just because how we feel. 
We know this, and we're going to walk in this. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray that you guys go out and have a wonderful week. You're going to feel a lot of things this week, but you're going to remain the same person. And when I say same person, I'm not talking about, oh, you never grow or like you never evolve or nothing. I'm, I'm talk- I don't believe in that like you become, you're becoming something. No, I feel like God gave us our identity um, and throughout life, he's molding us and chipping away those parts. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like a, like a, a sculpture. Just chipping away at the clay and revealing more and more about how great and amazing we are. So, ladies and gentlemen, go out and have a wonderful day. Continue to allow God to chip away and show how beautiful you are to yourself. Um, don't let the feelings dictate your actions. Don't let the feelings dictate anything. You are significant. You don't need them to affirm you. Um, yeah. Go in peace. Love y'all. Later.